welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're going back to the Board Game Geek top-rated game list and discussing the top 100 overall. We're probably not going to go game by game this time. We'll jump around to the ones that stand out to us and talk about why they are in the top 100, even if we might not like them. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison and the Gift of Games in Grace Lake, Illinois. And a huge thank you to all of our patrons as well, and all of these so many people listening to us live <laughs> on Zoom right now. We have the best fans in the world listening to this episode right now. So, Michael, Courtney, and anyone else who might join us. We had like five people before we started recording, and then people just jumped away. We did um, that bad, I, huh? Yeah, I think this has to do with your guys' episode last week being utter trash. It was total just hot garbage. <sighs> Now, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) It was the very first episode that I did not have my voice on in any way, shape, or form. 204 episodes to get there. Yeah. But uh, you guys did excellent, except for the editing. Kitty, you... um, I I think you just used different... It jumped it. You used different intro music. And by that, I mean you played all three clips at once for the intro. Did it? I listened. That's weird. <laughs> Which is fine, though, because I'm actually listening to it. I'm like, all right, we can. this will be what it sounds like when I'm not on an episode. So it's <laughs> it's now branding. I knew there was something weird about it, but it was the file name you told me to use. So really, it's your fault. Well, and then I listened to the end, and you had the end clips right. But yeah, I think it was just um, they were just I just overlapped. did the file names that you... <laughs> yep. No, it was totally yeah. fine. But I'm just like, it sounded great, you guys. Oh, I know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> now she remembers. Now I remember where I left my other skate. <laughs> but it was so a reference was... only my mom will get. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> she doesn't it... know how podcasts get. Yeah, so work. she'll never get it. It is the best inside joke ever. It's a secret joke. If anyone gets it, I will give you, I don't know, a cool stuff ink gift card or whatever Chris <laughs> is normally giving away. Yeah, I listened to it. Oh, what was it? So. Becca was born on Sunday morning. You guys recorded Monday night. Um, Sunday night, we did not sleep at all. Monday night was a little better. And I listened to it Monday morning because I'm like, I just want to make sure it's not completely messed up. And then I didn't (laughs) stop listening. I listened to the whole thing. It was really good. So I don't remember what the topic was. Something about me owning every game. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) it's one of our favorite topics we seem to come at it from all different angles chris owns all the games many topics so i can tell that you're totally sleep deprived fletcher i don't know if you were in on this text message or if i just sent it to chris but i sent him a reddit thread which was which board game has the pieces you most want to eat and i said can this be a show topic and chris said yes so I think he needs more sleep. <laughs> I was not on that thread, but that sounds pretty cool. Yes. So everyone start emailing Chris and only Chris your game pieces you want to eat list. Um, I would. There's there's a number of games that I want to eat the pieces. I have the Reddit thread saved. So, you know, whenever you're ready. I don't read Reddit, though. So <laughs> I can't say I am not. I'm just it's going to be my own opinions on that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's all. I hope it's your I'll, opinions and not somebody else's. <laughs> I'll write the show notes on what the internet thinks the delicious looking pieces are. Deal. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're doing pretty good. Um, this weekend was the first time that we had to have two kids at once in the house because Zachary's still in daycare, which means during the daytime, it's nice and quiet. And then we go pick him up and then we have about two and a half hours of, well, about an hour and a half of like awesome fun. And then an hour of chaos as we try to get ready for bed. So it's good. It's good. Two kids. Two kids. It's fine. It's totally fine. Kitty, how are you doing? It's been three months for you. How are you doing with two kids? <laughs> I'm emailing you show topics about eating board game pieces. How do you think I am? <laughs> my- no, I'm doing... It's better. My my baby's sleeping now. Player four is... Uh, she's still up once at night, most nights, but much less than we were and it's it's been getting better and better it gets easier the chubbier they get <laughs> yeah well becca's already sleeping like four hours straight and like after four hours i'm like okay now i'm just looking to make sure you're still breathing um and i'm like all right <laughs> so she's eaten a ton you're counting with your fingers it does not make good podcast audio um i'm usually getting like six hour stretches of sleep at a time now so i was just trying to figure out what that number was <laughs> yeah. six hours six hours two was, hands <laughs> yeah six hours was perfect with zachary because we would feed him at midnight for his like last feeding and then he would sleep until six so then i could go to sleep at any point and then sydney had already been asleep and she'll wake up at six o'clock with him so that actually worked out quite well um we're kind of doing the same thing now but i'm trying not to stay up until 5 a.m so <laughs> I'm just the one that gets sleep interrupted until like five o'clock or so, but I, I still go to bed around one or so. So, and then Sydney comes down and takes over, but we're getting there. Uh, my days are all merging together now, though. I thought it was bad just being pandemic and working from home. So now it's pandemic, not working from home and kids at all hours making time, just not, it doesn't work Welcome anymore. to my life. Yeah. So days it, are meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. So um Fletcher, any kids? No kids. No. But I did stay up late and I pre ordered <laughs> a PlayStation five. I did do that. That happened. Yeah, you definitely don't have kids. <laughs> no. I how's the puppy? Puppy's great. Puppy's fifty pounds of puppy. It's a lot of puppy. Wow. <laughs> puppy can sleep so the night. almost as big as my dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I She's a big girl, but she's lots of fun. I did not order a PlayStation, but I did order an Oculus Rift 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Oculus Quest 2. Oculus Quest 2. Yes. So we'll see. I've never had a VR headset. Uh, this one they looks... use them at work. Yeah, but even then, it's just like, eh, it's just all hype and blah. But then I'm like, all right, I got to try it. It comes in, I think it's October 14th that it shows up. So I'll let everyone know. I'm interested to see the potential for board game implementations with it. Like, and meetings and things like that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And it has a 30-day money back guarantee. So not money back, whatever. So if I don't like it, I'll just return policy. (laughs) Yeah. And if it's anything like you actually return that, even if you like don't like it, I bet you so much money that it will never get returned within the return period. Yeah, even if you, you ever return it. something. I just, ever. I don't, I don't. I, and I was going to say, like, the Oculus Quest 1, it was always, like, marked up on eBay because they were always out of stock. So if this is anything like that, I could just turn around and sell it there for a profit. But I wouldn't do that either because I'm just really lazy. 
Anyway, let's talk about some board games. (laughs) (laughs) So before I had a kid and before Kitty went to Minnesota where there is no internet, um, I have a good authority that the state of Minnesota has no internet. Kitty told me so. Um, Well, the part we went to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no like it barely has cell phone signal yeah that's okay but fletcher got two episodes where we really got to know fletcher so now that kitty and i are back we can talk over fletcher so you won't have to hear him anymore yeah i'll just um, fade into the background you won't even hear him yep. anymore i'll just <laughs> you'll become chris oh <laughs> uh, yes but we did go over the first 25 games and what we're going to do today is we're not going over 75 games today. Um, we're probably not even going over you know 25 games today. We're just going to take a look at the the list from kind of 26 on, and we'll we'll call out the names because why not? It's an easy way to do it. But then we can kind of talk about we'll stop at different places and and the ones that kind of catch our attention. Um, these are games that are rated on Board Game Geek. Uh, they are rated by people who like board games enough to go onto a website that looks like it was made in the 90s and then rate games. Hey, they have recently updated it. It looks maybe 2003 now. All right, fine. And different parts of the site <laughs> do look more modern than other parts of the site. I'll give you that. Yes. Consistency. <laughs> um, but... These, but I still think that there is a lot to these games. Uh, these, this isn't the first 25 games we talked about. A lot of them were pretty heavy. We're going to start getting into stuff that is a little more easy for the average person to get playable. Into. A little more playable. <laughs> yeah. So, and some of these, I'm, I'm actually curious how many of these I've played. I would, I would say the majority of them for sure. But there's some of these that I have not played, and I also have no interest in playing them. So let's just start with that number 26 is almost on that list, although I think I have played this one, and that's Puerto Rico. Um, this was, uh, I mean, this 2002, very, very highly rated game. I've played this on app form. I don't think I've ever played it in real life, though. And it's not bad. Um, have you guys even heard of this game? I've heard of it, yes. but I haven't played it. They always have, like, it's all over conventions all the time still. Yes. I mean, it is it is a great game. It's been on this list for almost 20 years. So Who, Who's it by? Because I feel like it's, I don't know, by the people who do, like, Ticket to Ride or something? Because I feel like it's always, like, bundled together. It, it's, um, Ravensburger is the current publisher on this there's apparently 11 different publishers um <laughs> let's see if there's others uh rio grande games is what you're thinking of probably mm. they have a lot of uh, more mainstream uh games but it's it's designer andreas safarth i have not heard of them i'm not really good at the euro game awesome designers but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I do think the app is still exists and it's still there. Uh, this is something about building things and trying to trade sheep. Maybe there might wow. be sheep involved. There might not be sheep. I don't know. <laughs> like I say, I haven't played it in a long time. I feel like I was there. <laughs> the next one's another one. Which will kind of, uh, this one was from 2013 Caverna, the cave farmers, which is different than Caverna. Not the cave farmers. Um, this one <laughs> Please let that be a real title. <laughs> this one's a little more streamlined from my understanding. I have not played it. I only know of people talking about it. 
Um, stop me if you guys want to talk about any of these. There's a few, so I'm just going to kind of go through the list here. Uh, number 28. This one surprises me. Again, another one I haven't played, but it's Food Chain I've Maiden. never heard of this game. I've not heard of this game either. I've never seen it, heard of it. I, I was just looking at pictures of this. It looks insane. It is a very intense Euro game. Uh, 2015. 2015 was a very good year for board games. And I think that if you kind of watch this list, you'll see that. Uh, it doesn't look appealing to me. It doesn't. It looks like a, a bunch of squares that you put other squares on top of. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a Euro game. <laughs> uh, there are food meeples as well, though. Let's be fair. There are. There are wooden, let's see, pizza, carrots, soda pops. I, I actually it could be pizza or carrots. Um, the hamburgers. Uh, I'm going to guess that is a Mai Tai. I don't know. Um, there's various like meeples. There's a Breaking Bad tie in. <laughs> There's a bunch of people yelling at us right now saying, Fuching Maiden is great. Stop talking to it, at it like it's terrible. I'm not talking it. It's terrible. I I kind of actually want to play this. Um, it says it's available on Amazon for $150. So, you know, I'm probably not going to run out and get it at that price. But <laughs> if there's an app for that, I would probably pick it up. Uh, number 29. And I'm this. I've heard this said a couple different ways, but I'm going to I'm going to call it Agricola. Um, it could also be Agricola. Um, it could also be, I don't know, pronounce it any way you want. But bread, beet, or boar, how will you feed your family in this competitive farming game? Uh, this one I do believe I have played. I think this is the one where, again, I sound I sound like I have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about these games. <laughs> I've played these. It's just been so long since I've played it. Yeah, so I'm looking at the images now. This is the one where the sheeps breed. You put two sheeps in a pen. At the end of the round, you get three sheep. I like that part. That's fun. But you still have to <laughs> feed your sheep to your people. Um, I don't think you feed sheep directly. I think you have to turn them into food first. Uh, this game I like. It's fun. You make farms and you have to wall off areas and you're planting things. And um, it's it's in that line of games where if you like Euro games and thinky puzzle games, you will like this game. Uh, but you've already played this game. Or you can play any of the modern stuff that go along with it. But this one's certainly, again... It's number 29. If you like Euro games, you should be playing this or at least try it out. And something about this one and Puerto Rico is they have like six times more ratings than some of the other games you're looking at. So it's not just a good game and popular. It's a good game and popular with a lot of people. Yeah. So I give those ones more weight in my personal scale than something like... Food Chain Magnet, which does not have nearly as many. <laughs> but, or even the next one, which is interesting. Yeah, so Food Chain because Magnet has 13,000 is... votes, um, where <laughs> Puerto Rico and Agricola are both 61,000 votes. So yeah. Uh, the next game is only a little over 9,000 votes, and that's Nemesis. This is a game, 2018, um, a game I own, a game that I opened up, wanted to play, didn't play, so I sent it to a friend, had her play it. Um, they didn't dislike it at all. I just haven't had the right group to play this with. It is a very pretty game. It's a big Kickstarter big I was box. Game. It was huge hype, huge, huge hype on Kickstarter 2018. Yep. Yeah. Um the basic concept of this is you wake up 
Uh, your space station is being taken over by aliens. You're trying to get to the escape pods, but you're making noise and noise attracts aliens and somebody might become a traitor. Um, there's a lot of cool sci-fi tropes of the sci-fi horror is essentially the genre to it. The next one I have played, um, is this the first one in the... Yeah, this is the first one that I can actually say I remember playing recently, and that's Root. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also from 2018, this is number 31. Um, Root is an asymmetric, very asymmetric, uh, kind of area control war game fought with cute little animals in a cute little forest. Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) It's so hard to learn how to play this game if you're trying to teach it because you have to learn not just one of the powers but like all of them and all of the play styles are so 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 different it's like everyone couldn't everyone's <laughs> playing a different game and and we'll find there's yeah. a few other games on this list that are like that where when you're playing the game you have to learn the basic rules but then you have to learn the rules of the faction that you're playing now with root this looks like watership a, down the game it's a, yeah <laughs> Well, Root has just come out a with bit. a digital version of it, uh, which looks fantastic. Like, it just, I think it looks awesome. I think, I want to say that it's out on Steam right now, and it'll be out on mobile within the week. So, if you're interested in Root, and uh, it's the base box right now that's being implemented, but if you're interested in Root, and you want to try it out, but you want to be have your hand held through the learning process, this looks like a pretty good way to learn Root. Um so and what they it's kind of this 3D art style with a 2D uh, characters. I don't know. I I really like the art style, but it's true to form of the board of the characters. It's using the same art. It's it looks pretty cool. Um, all right, you're not going to cover them all if you keep going one by one, Chris. I pick I'm, the interesting ones. I'm going <laughs> on a pretty good pace. Uh, Mansions of Madness, second edition. Fletcher, do you have anyone? This, you've played this one, right? I played this one with the. Uh um the ipad assist or whatever where yep. the ipad drives everything i do not like this game <laughs> <laughs> it is way too slow it is well so first edition didn't have the ipad someone had to play the bad team um and then the second edition is the one that basically has the ipad so you have all the stories that pop out i would say that this is a good game for small groups or solo controlling maybe multiple characters or something. Uh, the story is really good, and I like the gameplay. But I, it's, uh, it's. I mean, 32. I played this game with three people. Like, I feel like that's a pretty small group, and it just it just takes forever to like <laughs> explore and do everything. Especially like once you start getting like a few monsters in, because then you have to like look at the iPad every time and like this monster goes here, this goes here, move this over here, and it's like ugh. I'm actually curious on this one because your opinion of it is not out of the norm. And I'm, how do I look at the ratings of this game? Um, basically, I'm wondering what the uh, bell curve of the ratings is. Because oh, this yes. is kind of a love it or hate it game. All right. I don't know how to bring up the ratings apparently on BGG. I click on the ratings. And I just <laughs> keep giving it a rating. My rating is a nine on this game, though. I really did enjoy playing it. I don't. I have not played it recently because there are other games that I have played that I like better that do a very, very similar, if not the same thing, in a much shorter footprint and a much smaller footprint than this one does. Um, But when I'm playing the game, I really do enjoy it. The next one, Kitty will have something to say about. 
So next up is Blood Rage. I like this game, theoretically, but it does bring out the uh, table flipper it's in It's going to bring out your bit. Blood it's Rage It's a little too... <laughs> it, I become an actual Viking and will um, murder those who stand in my way, um, including Josh. That's true. But we've talked about that too many times. So. <laughs> That's true. So why don't you go ahead and take the next one, too, which we're only partially through. <laughs> so... I kind of want to compare it. So the next one is Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Season 1 is in the second spot here. I'm surprised. So this has a third of the ratings of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it. I don't think it was as good. We had a hard time getting through it. Me and Chris got into a really big argument about what we should do. And You're Josh building- and Spencer just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> You're building a world and there's big stickers. Um, I think this one, this isn't a bad game, but I think that it has a lot, a lot of its ratings have to do with the success of the first one. I think if this yeah. had just come out by itself, it wouldn't even be close to making it on this list. Um, it's not bad. It's just not season one. It's really funny because I think it, suffers in comparison to the first season the first season was really really good and this isn't a bad game it's just not as good as the first season but it's still riding the coattails when it comes to ratings so it's kind of yeah yeah i would definitely recommend there yeah i mean i don't think anyone who's played season one shouldn't play season two but it's not the same game it's a very different game i think i'm way more excited to see what season zero looks like season zero is supposed to be better than season two and a great cap to the trilogy. So I am also looking forward to this. All right, Fletcher, why don't you do 35? Kingdom Death Monster. Um, this game, I actually, I like. I like this game. Um, <laughs> comes with a great art book slash instruction manual. Um, <laughs> and if you love painting minis, then you will also like this game. I do not like that part, but I like the game aspect itself. Um, it's got some kind of like some of the crunchy kind of rules of Gloomhaven, but none of the map setup. It's all takes place on one map and you just put like obstacles on different points of this grid, depending on what kind of monster you're fighting. Um, and it's unique that you kind of like build this town and then characters like, die or level up and like different things happen to the town. And, um, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I yeah. like this game. It's, it was also a huge Kickstarter. Um, the biggest Kickstarter. Yes until Frosthaven uh, raised over $12 million. And that's because the all-in pledge was something around $1,500. Um, during the Kickstarter, there were delivery dates of 2022 for some of the products. And a lot of people thought they were typos. Um, they weren't. They're still delivering content for this <laughs> game. This is a dark, dark game. It is just... It's very it's a dark game. Yeah. yeah. We'll give it thematic, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, you either love this one or you've never heard of it or you've seen, you heard of it, looked at it and said, nope, not for me. Um, for me, it was basically the figures. Although we have friends that love this game. This is their Desert Island game. If they could only have one game, this would be the game they would bring on the Desert Island. And they are desperately seeking out every component because they did not back it. So now they're paying probably $2,500 to get all the stuff that's currently out. So Good stuff. Uh, number 36 is a completely different direction, and that's Power Grid. This... 
this is another uh, Euro-style game. Um, I don't remember why I hate this game, but I hated this game. (laughs) So there's area control to it, and you're trying to build up your power grids across different cities, and you have to have like kind of a linked network. And you're... You have different types of fuel, and then depending on where you come in, you're going to draft other power plants, and it's actually a fun game. I like it. The very first time I played it, though, um, I wasn't. I was playing with someone who really, really loved this game. This is like at an open gaming night, <laughs> and they took this game very, very seriously. For me, it was the very first game I've ever played of it, and I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm just kind of trying things out. And my last move, I decided to do something that apparently just screwed him over, and for the 45 minutes after the game, while he's packing it up, he was just telling me how stupid that move was. And I'm like, I, you lost. I, I'm actually quite happy with that. I didn't win, but I'm really I happy you lost. Wasn't, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on purpose, but glad I did it. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't take these games too seriously. Um, the next one I've heard about, but I've never actually seen it in person. That's Zulkin the Mayan Calendar um, in 2012. You guys, I'm assuming you have nothing to say on this one either. I have never heard of this. Nope. All right. So I'm going to skip this one because I literally have nothing to say about this. Um, Everdell is number 38. This is another one. So Rude is one that Kitty's like, you should get this. I think Everdell was another one that it's so cute. You should get this. I don't think I did that with Root. Oh, you definitely did it, it with Root. it was just this one. You did oh, it with Root well. for sure, because I would have never been interested in Root. And then you're like, no, 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 it looks cute. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a good enough reason for me to buy it. it was- <laughs> Everdell is so cute, and it is on my list of games that I want to eat the pieces. Um, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very this- cute. I love the board setup. The 3D kind of look is so cool, but I've never actually played it. Yeah, it's a tableau building game. It. Yeah, it's a worker placement <laughs> tableau, tableau building game um, with variable round lengths and not everyone finishes at the same time. And uh, there's just, it's a lot of, it looks cute, but there's also a lot of strategy involved in this. This is the one that I'm actually surprised is rated so high though. Like when I'm playing this, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is fun. I didn't think it was, you know, 38 overall fun, but <laughs> apparently 15,000 people do. So uh, the next one, Mechs versus Minions, number 39. This game deserves its spot here. This was done by... Um, uh, now I'm forgetting everything that is... Uh, <laughs> Fletcher, help me out here. Lotar. Is that... I think that's the <laughs> thing, right? What do you want? <laughs> what? <laughs> um. This is based off of a, a super, super popular uh, MOBA game. Oh, Riot? Yeah. Is that, yeah, Riot Games. So they basically make a billion dollars off of their MOBA. And they decided yeah. to do a board game because they're big fans of board game. This is the most overproduced game I have ever seen <laughs> for a price take of $75. It's crazy. And it's I don't think you can actually buy it anymore. I don't know that they'll ever publish it again. But if you can get your hands on it, do so. This is a co-op, semi-real-time. It doesn't have to be real-time, but it's basically real-time while you're drafting programming cards. And then your mechs aren't really all that good. So you're programming them, and then they have to follow the program. But you're not always getting the cards you want to make them do what you want. But you're trying to fight off minions at the same time. It's so much fun. And it's just, it's the play is fast. Uh, There's 10 missions in the campaign, and you can play the same mission over and over and over and still have a ton of fun with this one. Um, 
That's Max versus Minions. If you can find it, take a look at it. It's awesome. It's for $170 on Amazon. Do it. I know. Mm. <laughs> it's probably, if you were going to do- Six left in stock, order soon. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do a Kickstarter of this, that's probably around where it would be. Uh, probably. Like, it's just, it's just so many- it's huge. It's a huge box. It's basically Twilight Imperium sized box. Tons of miniatures. Um, high quality stuff. It's good stuff. Number forty is Star Wars Imperial Assault. This is the Star Wars themed version of Descent, as I understand it. Um, and that's all I know about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> um, yep. yep. Forty one. Um, Clans of Caledonia. Again, I know nothing about this. Nothing. I- now, these are the kinds of games where I'm just like, uh, how is this rated so high? And like, I should actually go check this out. Uh, it doesn't even look like this is, oh, I know this is available on Amazon for 50 bucks. I don't know. Uh, 42, Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization. I've only played the app, but I really do like, oh, actually, no, this is, we talked about number six, Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization. This, I think, is the original version of that of Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization. So this is the prequel to the one that I've actually played. That's not confusing at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Eclipse, um, something, something, and Eclipse, New Dawn. It's like, just put new in the title. That's the newest one. <laughs> <laughs> Until the new, new dawn. <laughs> exactly. Um, number 43 is La Havre. La Havre. La Havre. La Havre. La Havre. Help, help sure. me out here. Let's go with that. <laughs> I was going to pronounce it Lee Harvey, but that's not correct. <laughs> that could be. That, oh, actually, I'm going to go with that one. I like that. Um, another, another you want to be French about it. <laughs> yeah. Another one of those classic games. This is 2008 that I just never played because when these games came out, I just wasn't into that generic Euro theme. Um, but people like it. Uh, speaking of Eclipse, that's number 44. Space 4X game. Uh, Kitty, one for you. <laughs> Azul comes in at 45, the first game I've wanted to play in 22 games, I think. <laughs> is this our first This is a great game. Gateway casual game? Um, depends on what you call. I would call Wingspan in the same category as Azul, okay. but maybe not. I think Azul is way easier to pick up, but uh Wingspan and Viticulture were the last ones that I wanted to play, and those were 20 and 21. So back down to Azul, you're laying tiles, they look like Starburst, and you're trying to make your mosaic, and it's really fun. Yeah, this has 47,000 votes to get it into the top 100. This is probably the lightest one we've talked about so far, in that it only takes, you know, two minutes to, to learn how to play it. Uh, but it is it is a fun and addicting game, and now there's like five different versions of it, so <laughs> way better than Sagrada. Um, he says, <laughs> which game did you buy, Kitty? Sorry, my fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's all your fault. Uh, you really did listen. <laughs> I really did listen. Number 46 is Anachrony. This is a time-traveling Euro game where you're borrowing, borrowing uh, from yourself from your future self, but when you make it to the future, you have to make sure that you pay your past self with what you borrowed, otherwise you create paradoxes. Um, super thematic, oh, super, it has an amazing table presence for a Euro game. I love this game a ton. Um, that's anachrony. I think this is one we covered when we were doing Kickstarter edition. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I'm waiting for the newest expansion to come out too, because there's a ton of expansions. $240 on Amazon. It's it's worth every penny. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Holy crap. That is a lot of expensive. Don't listen to Chris. <laughs> don't, don't buy it for $240. Um, yeah. Just wait till the next Kickstarter. Uh, the next one was the 2015, The Voyages of Marco Polo. I don't know anything about this one. Nope. Um, number 48 is Robinson Crusoe, Adventures of the Cursed Island in 2012. This game people love. It's super hard. It is the predecessor to um, the Mars game that we like to diss on. <laughs> Terraforming Martian? Mars? No, no, Last Martian is the There's last There's so many. First Martian. First Martian, yeah. Um, but they basically have a very similar game setup and mechanics. Um, but I guess Robinson Crusoe is good and the Martian one is not. The Martian one uses an app. It's not on such. the list yet. It's not on the <laughs> list. It's not anywhere on the list. Poor Portal games. They did not do well with that one. Um, 49 is Android Netrunner, a game that people who love it, love it. And people who don't have never played it. Uh, this is an asymmetric <laughs> deck building. <laughs> so either you love it or you've never played it. Or you've never played it. I've only played it a couple times. And I, I still think like. that's true of a lot of games, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially on this list, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is an asymmetric deck building game. It's a, it's a living card game from Fantasy Flight. However, um, Fantasy Flight owned the Android uh, World IP. And Wizards of the Coast owned the Netrunner game IP. And so Fantasy Flight was licensing the game from Wizards of the Coast. Well, Wizards of the Coast decided not to continue that license. So Netrunner is now no longer. And the community has actually taken it upon themselves to keep the game going and creating new expansions and stuff to keep the game going. That's how much people really love this game. Number 50 is Underwater Cities. I have not played this. I've heard it's... I'm gonna, I'm gonna birch at this, but I, I heard it was similar to. Nah, I'm not even gonna say because I want to say terraforming Mars, but underwater, but that can't be right. Um, I mean, science, production, and politics is how it's describing itself. Sounds a little terraforming Marsy to me. It could be terraforming Marsy. Uh, it looks prettier though. Like I would play this game. <laughs> it's it's a pretty looking game, but I haven't. All right, so that is the top fifty. Uh, we're gonna go a little faster for the next fifty. Bonus round. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to do this. Just so I'm not talking all of the time, I'm just going to let you guys bounce back and forth, and I will interject if I have opinions. So, Fletcher, you first. And you have to try to make up what this stuff is, because that's all I do. (laughs) Oh, but I know Maracaba. (laughs) All right. Kitty, you first. (laughs) (laughs) So, if I'm remembering right, this is like Great Western Trail in the Caribbean, but it's a legacy game, and it was a big Kickstarter last year. That is almost all true. I don't know if it was a Kickstarter, but yes, it is basically Great Western Trail in the Caribbean. Yep, with legacy or at least campaign story aspects. It's a campaign story Euro game. Uh, Seven Wonders. (laughs) I have heard of this game, but I've not played it. This game is okay. (laughs) I would put it in the intro game category. Yes. This is a game I would pull out for any group like five plus where you have a few casual gamers in there. You can teach them this game by just playing it once, and then the next game will take you 20 minutes. The first game might take you an hour if you have new people and people are thinking and reading cards and stuff, but um, I can play a game of this on the iPad in five minutes. 
like a full game of this in five minutes. It's you're just drafting cards and passing left or right, and you're trying to build a tableau to get points. It's it's actually a really good game. Uh, there's a ton of expansions for it as well. All right, up next is Race for the Galaxy. Have you you've played Roll for the Galaxy with me, right? I played Roll for the Galaxy, but never Race for the Galaxy. Fletcher, this seems like your type of game. Have you not played Race for the Galaxy? I have not played this game. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. It seems yeah. like it would be my type of game. Yeah, so essentially what's going on here is lots of iconography, but you have a hand of cards. You you play cards to, well, you play a card and you pay other cards in your hand to play those cards. So a card might cost three. So you can play that card if you discard three cards from your hand. And that's the general mechanic. And you're just trying to build uh, a tableau worth a lot of points. Got it. Uh, 54, The Gallerist. Uh, I have I, not played this game and I haven't heard of it, but it looks actually pretty interesting. I'm kind of interested in this game. Kitty, if you don't know anything about this? I vaguely know of it. I own it. I bought it because it was on a list of uh, Euro games that our listeners said I should play. This is the only one on that list I didn't actually get to the table, but I definitely would. Essentially, what you're doing here is you're creating an art gallery and you're trying to attract guests into your art gallery. And it looks super neat. Um, It is a heavy Euro, but 2015, heavy Euro. Uh, Fletcher, next time you're over, we have a bunch of games we need to play, apparently. Yeah, it's 100 bucks on Amazon. 55 is Too Many Bones, a game that weighs more than both of my children combined. (laughs) I just got the uh, loot crate for it, which basically is a box the size of a calyx, like a calyx square. (laughs) So it fits perfectly in there. And then you can put all of the components in there. I have not tried lifting the box with everything loaded into it, but I'm guessing it's going to be about 40 pounds. I don't think it's physically possible. Yeah. It's and I started actually playing it yesterday, um, and I've it's still set up on the table. I'm kind of playing through it. I think that when we did our top 100 games on a desert island, I mentioned uh, Thunderstone Quest as on that list. I have since played Thunderstone Quest a few more times. I would replace Thunderstone Quest with Too Many Boats. Um, it might sink the ship. It might be the reason we're stranded on a desert <laughs> island. But it's it is a fun game. It is a dice rolling role-playing game where you're you don't have a dm or anything you have cars that are generating the storyline um i personally have house ruled it to make it much much easier than it actually is by letting my characters actually start out with you know some experience so they can actually be cool as opposed to always feeling like i'm going to die but even the feeling like you're going to die is kind of fun but um yeah this one has a bunch of characters and every character plays completely differently this one's cool this one is cool i'm surprised it's only 55 56 fields of arl i have never heard of this game before no clue nothing all right (laughs) i do want to read the little uh, quote that it has here because i think it's funny it says construct dikes drain bogs harvest flax and 10 newborn animals that that doesn't (laughs) sound fun i have to say it has nothing about wearing clogs which you must be doing if you're doing those other things (laughs) All right, 57 is Marvel Champions, the card game. This is the newest LCG from Fantasy Flight, if I'm correct in my You are correct. And this one's 57 right now. Um, It will go up by, I would say, by the end of next year. This will be in the top 25. Easy. It's it's, everyone who plays it is, it's like their new favorite card game. I like it a lot. 
Um, I'm not into his Marvel as much as the other people who really, really love it. I still like Arkham Horror better, but this one is so much easier to get into and just have a fun solo experience where you just want to beat up on villains. Um, for me, it's the storyline is what's lacking to me. Even with the campaign box that just came out, it's okay. Um, but I like character development, and this is more character construction, uh, which, again, I like this too. It is a fun game. I've played pretty much all of the decks, um, but not all of villains yet. Uh, next one up, 58, Dominant Species. I've never heard of this game, but the box art looks like it's straight out of an L. Ron Hubbard book. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 2010, I think, if I remember correctly, this, uh, I think this one may have an app for it now, but I have not played it, so I don't know. Oh, Kitty, 59, go for it. T.O.T. Watkins, City of the Gods. This is one that I learned to pronounce many times <laughs> over and over while we were doing Dice Tower News. <laughs> That's all I remember. It was always on the hotness, and it's always hard to say. Yep. This is a Rondell Euro game. Um, so basically, the entire board is an action track that you're going around the outside. And you can go ahead a certain number of spaces, but you can't go backwards. You can only go in one direction. Um, it's also dice worker placement. So the values on the dice will affect how well different actions do. Um, you're also building some temples in the middle. Um, there's a couple expansions out for it now. It's, it is a lot of fun. Um, I like it. It's number 59. 60. Five tribes. Never heard of it. I get this Nothing one confused with just tribes because I think there's a game that's just <laughs> called Tribes. Um, yeah, I'm looking at images right now. I have not played this game, but there's too many games with tribes in the name. So we'll just call, leave it at that. Keyflower. Got nothing. <laughs> this is a part of a series of key games, like the key games. Um, I have not played any of them. Uh, there's a lot of wooden pieces in this, though. That's that's what I'm going to say for that. <laughs> 62 Clank, a deck building adventure. I think I've heard of this, but that's about it. Is there neither Clank of, Legacy now? Neither of you have played Clank? Nope. No. <sighs> All right, Clank is... I know Clank, at least. Yeah, Clank is a deck builder. It's a press-your-luck deck builder where pressing your luck, you're pressing it against the other players. So the idea here is you're trying to get in down into a dungeon, grab an artifact, and then run out. And the first person to make it back is going to start triggering this dragon's attacking. And as you run around, you're making noise, you're throwing cubes and bags, you draw the cubes from the bags, whoever colors cubes come up takes damage. You're, it's just you want to get in there and out as fast as possible. It is a ton of fun. We will talk about it again in another 38 or so <laughs> positions. Episodes? All right, Lords of Waterdeep. You guys have got to have played this. I got nothing. No. Nope. Okay, Fletcher, you have an iPad, right? (laughs) I have an iPad, yes. Write this down. Download Lords of Waterdeep. It is a Dungeons and Dragons. It's a Dungeons and Dragons themed uh, Euro game where you are basically you're collecting, not really collecting, but you're utilizing wizards and rogues and warriors and clerics to go on different missions. Those missions give you points. you're one of the lords of Waterdeep, so there's like you have hidden goals and stuff, and you're just really trying to get as many points as you can. This game is fantastic. It's just hmm. so good, especially if you like Dungeons and Dragons at all. But even if you don't, it's still it's just a really fun uh, worker placement uh, objective gathering game where your those objectives get you points. Cool. Uh, Sixty four. Kalis. Think I'm pronouncing that. Yeah, I don't know anything about this one. It's one hundred and forty-four dollars. 
<laughs> that's, that, that's what I know now. So what's the next one? Lisboa. So this one, um, there's actually a game on Kickstarter right now. If you listen to Dice Tower now, you'll know exactly what that name is because the name is escaping me because it's oh. foreign. Something lay something right. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> um, Lisboa is another one of those super deep uh, Euro games. So you have there's some city building, you have some uh, politicking. There's just a number of you're trying to rebuild Lisboa if I under, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's done by the same person who did the gallerist. So they're the same designer. This next one's my uh, favorite. Sixty six Corkinol. Uh, yep. I was like, I've never played this, but I think I've seen it. I think I've seen people play this. This game, this is the oldest one on the top 100. It is. <laughs> I was going to say, I just read the date. Hilarious. Yep. <laughs> um, this is a circular board with some pegs in the middle. And it's kind of, it would remind you of shuffleboard if you saw it. Uh, you're, flip, you're flicking discs and you're trying to get points by basically being the closest to the center. Uh, you're going to play through a number of rounds until somebody wins. It's like curling. And it's like curling. That's, Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly. It's basically exactly curling. Oh, it's, it's um, Canadian too. So it's basically yep. curling for the summer indoors. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, Shut up and sit down. Recently, did a video on this game, and they also they did a whole classic series. And this and Go are the couple that stood out to me. But um, Go is in the next one hundred, I think, if I remember correctly. But uh, I ordered a crocodile board after watching that video. Uh, Michael just toasted his Kickstarter should be coming in November. I think we did the same Kickstarter because I'm really <laughs> looking forward to just having a crokinole board. But yeah, these things are super expensive. On Amazon, unavailable. Uh, usually a good crokinole board will set you back a couple, you know, three, four hundred dollars. Um, the Kickstarter that I backed was I think about a hundred dollars or so, but it's um wood veneer over uh not. It's not solid wood. So hopefully it's good enough to play on. Wood or composite of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Crokinole number 66. El Grande. Something that we would have said was an old game, except we just talked about Crokinole. (laughs) This is a 95 game. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of the older ones, though. Um, I have not played this at all. This was before my board game life even started. I've never even looked at this game. Uh, I feel like I should, though. It's still number 67, so... I might have to track this. I was nine. Almost (laughs) 23,000 votes. And it's $120. So nice. Uh, Next Uh, up is uh, Agricola. Is that how you pronounce it? Revised edition. uh, Yeah. So it's funny. This is on the list twice. So there's the original version, which is we just covered it a few minutes ago. And now I'm. Well, anyway, it's definitely on the list twice, right? We did. Oh, it's on number 29. It's the original edition. Yep. And then the revised edition is apparently not quite as high. You see this a lot with second editions where it doesn't get as many votes, so it doesn't rise up. And we're going to see that. Yeah, it makes sense because, you know, if you already voted for the original, you're not going to go back and re-vote for the revised edition. Right. Or maybe you don't even know. You just type in Agricola and you're like, yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the next one is has the same situation going on. Well, actually, no, the next one's reversed. So this is Twilight Imperium, third edition. Yep. Now, if we remember, yeah, fourth edition was number five. So this one, its second edition actually got bumped up quite a bit higher, and rightfully so. Uh, Number 70, Aeon's End. Great game. It's a co-op deck builder 
where you're all trying to take down a nemesis. So it's kind of a fantasy-based deck builder co-op. Uh, if you've ever played something like Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is like your superheroes trying to take out a supervillain, this is similar to that, uh, a little more streamlined in a fantasy setting. All right, up next, 71 is The Crew, the quest for Planet Nine. And we talked about this quite a bit last week. So go listen to that, but it's really good. It's a cooperative trick-taking game. And I'm looking for another person to play it with me. So email me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 72 Eldritch Horror. So this is um, basically a remake of Arkham Horror, the early versions of the Arkham Horror board game. Eldritch Horror takes you out of Arkham, the city, into a worldscape and streamlines a few things. So I think that that's why this game is higher rated than its predecessor. I've only played it on in app form. It did not appeal to me. Um, there's a there's other Cthulhu and Arkham Files games that I like better, but apparently a lot of people like those. So number seventy two. Seventy three is Rising Sun. This is an Eric Ling big Kickstarter for Simon. I have never played it, but I've seen Cruz's copy and it's very pretty. Yeah, one of my favorite games. Um, I don't play it enough, so I don't talk about it that often, but because it requires at least three people and it's really best at five. <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago for my birthday, I made everyone play it with me, and that was a ton and ton, ton of fun. Uh, it was on my 10 by 10 when we were doing that. This was on that list. So yeah, this is this is the spiritual successor to Diplomacy, if you ask Eric Lang. 74, The Quacks of Quinlanburg? Yep. This was done by the same person who did The Mind. Um, I think Wolfgang Warsh. Warsh. Yep. I have not played this, but if I understand correctly, you are attempting to create um, potions or elixirs or something along those lines. And yeah, you're like alchemists of some site, some yep. kind. Yep. Ooh, this one. All oh, this right. is this is different than I was thinking. Yep. Go ahead. Mamba Mambasa. Yeah. No idea. I was gonna say Mambosa, but that's an A. <laughs> Mambasa. I don't know. Yep, yep that's all I got. Nothing to say. <laughs> $130 on Amazon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, next up is Dominion Intrigue. Uh, I've actually never played any of the Dominion games, which I actually think it's kind of strange because they're very popular. But yeah, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, so Dominion has second edition out now. So you can, if you want to re-get into it, you can get the second edition stuff. Um, what surprised me here is Intrigue is the one that's made it to the top 100 versus the base game. Uh, although the base game, you know, spoiler alert, is also on the top 100. But uh, apparently this was a really good expansion for it. I'm going to say Troy's. Uh, Troy's? I bet it's wrong. This looks like the kind of word that I think you it's, say it weird. I think it's Troy. I, I, I might not even be kidding. This is the... Um, T-R-O-Y-E-S. I, I would believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the French, game that... Probably. Mm-hmm. Black Angel is a re-theme of this game, or like a redo of that game. Um, but this was the original. And Black Angel, spoiler, is not on this list. Um, but if you wanted to play a game that had these elements to it, which I don't know what the elements are, um, then take a look at Black Angel. Economic, right, number and religious. <laughs> it's pronounced twa, apparently, twa. if you look at the page. Twa. Twa, like three. Isn't that what I said? Did I say toi? Yeah, you did. I don't know. Okay. Uh, right, next up, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. Dun, dun, dun. So good. <laughs> Is this the one it, that uh, everybody talks about that they either yes. love it or hate it? 
Um, I think I don't know is, anyone who hates this game. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, you just love it. Um, this is a game where at the beginning of the game you might be a Cylon. Halfway through, right, you might be a Cylon, and it's a team game with hidden roles. Um, it's uh, it's just it's it's very, really fun. Yeah, it is a long game, but it is worth it. And it's out of print and a big bummer. That's sorry. True. <laughs> if you're interested in a similar game, but not quite. Um, you can look at Dark Moon, but um, so Fletcher, how much is this on Amazon? Amazon? Yeah, for three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, seventy nine is Architects of the West Kingdom. This is the first of the West Kingdom games on our list so far. I have not played the West Kingdom games yet, but uh, there are three of them: uh, Architects, uh, Paladins, and something else. Eighty on Mars. Don't know anything about this. Yep, this is another game by that same as Lisboa and Gallerist, all his. And have I not said his name yet? Um, I, I <laughs> Vito Lasarda. I had it pulled up. There you go. <laughs> so I keep saying his. I don't know. I don't know many people that like know designers by name. Um, I know I don't. That's why I don't tend to say the designer's name that often. But for those in the know, you already know. And if you weren't in the know, then you probably didn't know i don't know anyway let's go to 81 <laughs> there are a few designers that i do know like this one uh patchwork is number 81 and that is ue rosenberg so ha yes <laughs> another this- uh this is a great fun little tile laying game where you're trying to make a really cool looking quilt and get the most buttons and points and stuff <laughs> uh number 82 Number 82 is Russian Railroads, which I don't know anything about, but I want to believe that it's like Ticket to Ride, but in reverse. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 23rd, I don't know anything about this one either. So, um, yeah. Right. If you're like in Soviet Russia, train rides you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 83 is Codenames. Our first is... ultra mass market game. Yeah. First, I'd say even party game. Yeah. Yeah, a party game in the top 100. Um, I I have mixed feelings about this game. It really depends on the group and the group size to me. Uh, there's been times where I'm like, this is just a tedious chore. I can't believe I'm doing this. And there's other times where I'm like, okay, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, the second times usually involves adult beverages. Uh, so just take that for what it is. Fletcher, the answer to 80- a question that you asked before the show. <laughs> yeah, 84. Uh, Gloomhaven, the Jaws, uh, Jaws of... Uh, Jaws of the Lion. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Uh, we were just talking about this in the pre-show. That probably won't be included. In, it w- well, it won't. Another. <laughs> so you should listen live. You can hear part of the pre-show. Um, but I just saw this game at Target the other day, and I was thinking about picking it up. I didn't, but I might. It is uh, a very easy... If you're going to play Gloomhaven, uh, grab this first. It's all of Gloomhaven in a nice, easy on-ramp. On-ramp? On-ramp. <laughs> All right, 85. Uh, Raiders of the North Sea. I want to say that this is this is in the, that West Kingdom's um, line. It's not a West Kingdom's game, but it's the same universe, uh, which also leads into 86. Yeah, Paladins of the West Kingdom. I was going to say, like, if these games aren't related, they sure sound like it. <laughs> yeah, and also the they fonts also have and the very box similar, covers. Yeah. 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 Now they're, they're all, all done by the same same guy and the same publisher. Um, these are worker placement, uh, Euro games, you know, thematic Euros is essentially what they're they're going for here. 87. Roll for the Galaxy, which I did play. 
I don't remember enjoying very much. Um, or really anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one better than Race for the Galaxy, uh, just because there's more going on. It's still uh, multiplayer solitaire for the most part. Uh, the interactions are really, if you can try to read what other people are, what actions other people are going to choose, because then you can kind of like benefit from anyone who chooses an a- uh, When you choose a particular action, everyone gets to take that action. So if you know what someone's going to do, you can choose something that's going to benefit you and benefit from their action but um for the most part this is just a roll dice have fun building an engine um game or building a point tableau really type of game 88 88, uh yeah tigris and euphrates i have heard of this game but i haven't played it yeah classic trading in the mediterranean uh 1997 so it's been around for a while before my time Ooh, (laughs) kitty this one the date on this one surprises me yeah 89 um, so this is Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, the Times murders and other cases. And this is 82, which does surprise me. And this is one of my classic game store stories where me and Spencer were looking for a game. We were talking to a game store employee. We said, what's one of your favorite games? He sold us on this game and we were like, all right, let's get it. And he's like, oh, it's out of print. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... When we asked you for a game recommendation, we meant of one in this store that we could purchase today. Um, but, you know, hey, we asked the wrong question. We asked what his favorite game was. Uh, and it is a really cool game. It has lots of really detailed clues. You follow through. I really like this. Uh, There's been a lot Michael of... Michael Yanikowski bought it in 1982 at Gen Con, so... <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> this one, there's been a number of, um, I don't want to say remakes, but new cases put out for it as well. Yeah. yeah. I have Amazon. the Jack the Ripper version. Bucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's in a binder. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Number 90. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this. Trojan. Trojan? Like Trojan what? horse. Trojan. Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. It's Trajan, actually. Trajan. Trajan. Yeah. No, the other one is pronounced. What is the other one? Trois. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it like Forum forum Trojan? Yeah, Forum Trojan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is Trajan. Um, 2011. I've never played it. The only reason I know how to say it is because I've heard so many people talk about it. 91. Dominion. Just. Plain old Dominion. Yep. First this deck builder? First or deck- just first popular deck builder? <laughs> I would say first deck builder, first credited deck builder. I can't think of anything that was before it. Um, really invented a genre, you know? So, yeah. And it still holds up. It has, I don't know, like 57 expansions. That's my number I go to <laughs> when I just like a big number. It's, it's 57 expansions. Just like the next two games... Yeah, 92 is pandemic, just straight up pandemic. Uh, and 93. Can, yeah, pandemic Iberia. Pan- yep. Which we played with Christy, one of our listeners. We did. At, and patrons. Was it Origins or Gen Con like three years ago? I think it was Origins. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's back to back. So pandemic, you know, the co-op that made co-ops popular. And then pandemic Iberia, um, just another version of that co-op. And it's, it's good. And like when I... Just another version. I actually really like um, Pandemic <laughs> uh, Road to Rome, I think is what it is. Or some, the Rome version is, is pretty cool. 94. 94. Uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. So if you don't like Never Mansions of, of Madness 2nd Edition, you might not like this unless the theme 
is something you like. So this is an app-driven Lord of the Rings adventure game where you're taking on the role of character in Middle Earth. Some of them, the base box has some interesting characters that you've never heard of, but it also has your, you know, characters that you have heard of as well. There's plenty of expansions and, and downloadable content. I haven't heard of them. <laughs> um, I think they might. Well, I'm going to try you, actually. I'm, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to text you these character names and you can tell me if you heard of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is, this is kind of that uh, app-driven adventure game for... Lord of the Rings. And there's multiple modes of this one. You can play hard um, or you can like turn it on to super easy where you're just experiencing the story. Uh, so you have like a lot of granularity for this one. I feel like I should own this game, but I don't. You um, can borrow mine probably if you really want to. If I borrow, <laughs> you mean take forever? Like I, all of the games that I can, have slowly wormed their way into my collection? <laughs> I can store it at your place, sure. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you take Concordia back. Sorry, Sydney. Uh. <laughs> Sydney texted me to yell at me about giving you back Concordia. <laughs> She's like, no, I thought it was gone. <laughs> All right, but on to 95, the Grand Austria Hotel. Never heard of it. Nothing. Never this is 2015. I've heard of the Grand well. Budapest Hotel. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's only six years, oh, five years old. I should know this one, but I do, I do not. Uh, next up is Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Yep. This one I've heard of, but I've never seen it, never played it, know nothing about it. I don't know anything about this either. Yeah. Same for the next one. Kemet? Kemet. Probably said it wrong. Got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is this is one that I've at least heard of. I think this is um, a combat battle thing. Play as a warring Egyptian god and build the most powerful army to dominate Egypt. So this is a... Egyptian war game based with gods. 98? 98 is Champions of Midgard. This is a really good game. And another one that (laughs) surprises me that it's so high. Like that it's in the top 100. Um, This is a dice. You have dice that represent different types of Vikings. And you are essentially defending the village, going onto the sea to kill monsters on the other side. Um, There's a couple different expansions for this one now. And yeah, it's a it's a fun, fast Viking game. A little bit more worker placement than like Blood Rage. Definitely which is more. worker placement. Yeah. I would say it is almost all worker placement. It was one of those games that I liked playing and I played it once and I got it after we scored and we haven't ever played it since. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so hi. now I've forgotten what I learned. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm trying to play games more. I really am. I really am. Uh, all right. 99. 99 is Yokohama. Never heard of it. Nope. nope. and then number 100 is clank legacy acquisitions incorporated uh tom vassal's favorite legacy game this is a competitive legacy game based on clank obviously with a ton of humor and when we played it well two of the three of us played it you've talked about this it was so much fun on the podcast in i remember the story and I usually forget everything we talked about immediately. <laughs> it's my go-to move. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to play this. I might have to pick up my own copy. Yeah, it's so much fun. We played it pretty cooperatively. Um, I mean, we were still tracking who was one, but we really just wanted to like, we wanted to unlock all of the story elements. If there's only one complaint for this, it's that it's not really a competitive game. Um, if you play it competitively, you're going to miss out on a few things. Um, you want to experience the story so but if you're just quickly going through as fast as you can to win the game you're going to miss out on some stuff just don't do, don't play it like that play it to have fun 
speaking of Clank, though, I think it's kind of interesting because I have heard from many people that their favorite Clank is Clank in Space. A lot of people like Clank in Space. And that did not make the list. Yeah. A lot of people like Clank in Space because um, the maps are a little bit more varied and there's just more stuff you can do. Um, Although, more often than not, the original games are the ones that get the higher votes and the ones that get more plays. And I think fantasy is just a more popular theme than space. So if you like both, you would probably go to Clank and Space. If you don't, then Clank is probably going to be your your default. Um, yeah, I just went through the next 100. It's not even in the top 200 for Clank and Space. Uh, but that's for another episode. We'll do an entire episode on Clank and Space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see, but I don't know how to do it. So... Well, so that's, we'll never know. <laughs> we have now gone through the top 100 games on Board Game Geek. Um, really, I mean, I don't, I don't know why we did this. I think it's interesting to for people who don't like sit on this site and browse these to hear some of the games that are on this list. Um, maybe some people are like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll go out and try that. Or maybe it's like, oh, that was one of my favorite games. I'm glad other people like it. Or, man, I really hated that game. Why are people so stupid and want that on the top 100? Um all of these things could be possible. And we will not do this next week, I promise. Uh, actually, I don't know what okay, we're going to Okay, Chris, you're week. fired, because Clank in Space is 103. What? Oh, did I just skip yeah. over the whole... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Well, it's not in the top 100, so it's obviously not that good. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. <laughs> that is our top 100 Games, not our top. Board Game Geek's top 100 games. <laughs> and we're running long, so I'm just going to start to see if I can still do this outro. Um, Kitty, you did a decent job at it last week, but <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook at Tabletop Game Talk Podcast. Twitter's at Tabletop Game TLK. Kitty is Lawful Good Mom. Fletcher is Net Fletch. I am Game Master Chris. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be cool. And you could even call it Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, you can also <laughs> help us out on Patreon at TabletopGameTalk.com slash Patreon. <laughs> Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Thanks for listening, and remember, we love your feedback. So email us with comments or questions about today's topic at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Finally, a huge thank you to our patrons, Adam Harrison, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, Terrence Miltner, Stephen Seitz, Brian Arnold, John P. Kelly, C. Marie, Really Lou, Benjamin Heimowitz, Jerry Wong, Caleb O'Brien, Jennifer Ungerbrett, Justin Willard, Christopher Dong, Jason Marks, Jeremy Fisher, David Ratke, Nick Quickstra, David Sellers, Jason Rodney, Michael Yanikowski, Miles Clark, Cindy Lump, Phil Swartzel, Ann Reynolds, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Faz Flinsom, Sean Peck, Eric Sealander, Mike Smith, Joe Hoover, Glenn Cotter, Don Gilstrap, Stephen Judd, Leanne Verholst, Christopher Letko, John Lewis, Joe Ratzhead, Ron Nelson, Sarah Wentworth, Sahara Wentworth, sorry, Sahara, <laughs> Weatherman Keith, Nicholas Lotz, Agnes Toth, Paul Raymer, Timothy, Matthew Droke, Droke, Matthew Droke, Aaron Moore, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, David Rank, Sam Lacent Brown, Christopher Comstock, and Ben Gary. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. Do you think we can do 101 through 500 next week? No. No.